Kia ora, tolofalava, kurana, and welcome to this First Church Good Friday service. My name is Ed Masters, I'm the minister at First Church, and I want to thank you for joining and thank you for listening with us as we reflect on Jesus' death for us. In this service, we're going to have music and prayers and words from the Bible as we remember and give thanks for all that God does for us in Jesus Christ our Lord. We're gathering for worship, so let us begin by turning to our God in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty Father, look with mercy upon us, your family, for whom Jesus Christ our Lord was content to be betrayed and given up into the hands of wicked men and to suffer death upon the cross, and who is alive and glorified with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. Let us listen to the words of the Bible, Isaiah chapter 52, verses 12 to 53. The Lord says, My servant will succeed in his task and will be highly honoured. Many people were shocked when they saw him. He was so disfigured that he hardly looked human. But now many nations will marvel at him, and kings will be speechless with amazement. They will see and understand something they have never known. The people reply, Who would have believed what we now report? And who could have seen the Lord's hand in this? It was the will of God that his servant should grow like a plant taking root in dry ground. He had no dignity or beauty to make us take notice of him. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing that would draw us to him. We despised him and rejected him. He endured suffering and pain. No one would even look at him. We ignored him as if he were nothing. But he endured the suffering that should have been ours, the pain that we should have borne. All the while, we thought that his suffering was punishment sent by God. But because of our sins, he was wounded and beaten because of the evil we did. We are healed by the punishment he suffered, made whole by the blows he received. All of us were like sheep that were lost each of us going his own way. But the Lord made punishment fall on him, the punishment all of us deserved. He was treated harshly, but endured it humbly. He never said a word. Like a lamb about to be slaughtered, like a sheep about to be sheared, he never said a word. He was arrested and sentenced and led off to die, and no one cared about his fate. He was put to death for the sins of our people. He was placed in a grave with evil men. He was buried with the rich, even though he had never committed a crime or ever told a lie. The Lord says, It was my will that he should suffer. His death was a sacrifice to bring forgiveness. And so he will see his descendants. He will live a long life. And through him my purpose will succeed. 
after a life of suffering, he will again have joy. He will know that he did not suffer in vain. My devoted servant, with whom I am pleased, will bear the punishment of many, and for his sake I will forgive them. And I will, and so I will give him a place of honor, a place among great and powerful men. He willingly gave his life and shared the fate of evil men. He took the place of many sinners and prayed that they might be forgiven. Thanks be to God for the reading of his word. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 14 to 42. Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. Pilate said to the Jews, Here is your king. They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, we have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with two others, one on either side with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but this man said I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered them, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. 
So they put a sponge into the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, the Jews did not want the bodies left on the cross during the Sabbath, especially because the Sabbath was a day of great solemnity. So they asked Pilate to have the legs of the crucified men broken and the bodies removed. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. He who saw this has testified, so that you may also believe. His testimony is truth, and he knows that he tells the truth. These things occurred so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. None of his bones shall be broken. Again, another passage of scripture says, They will look upon the... They will look on the one whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed his body. Nicodemus, who had first come to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with spices in linen cloths, according to the burial customs of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so, because it was the Jewish day of preparation and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Let us give thanks to God for the reading of his holy word. Amen. Let us pray. Loving and faithful God, as we ponder your word, may we hear what your Spirit is saying to the Church, and may these small words of mine be caught up by your Holy Spirit and made into something that nourishes your people. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. On Good Friday, we find ourselves confronted with the darkness of the world. Just a few months ago, we were gathered in our church, celebrating the joys of Christmas at midnight. And we celebrated with songs and with laughter and with joy. And that same child that was born, the one we greeted with such gladness, is now hanged on a cross on a hill outside Jerusalem. The crowds that cheered for him have turned upon him. One of his own has betrayed him, and his followers have abandoned him. The love of God that was born in human form is disgraced and abused. Emmanuel, God with us, is humiliated and is suffering. It's Good Friday. Let us not skip over the horror or skip over the suffering. And rush ahead to Sunday. Because on Friday, we see truth. We see one of the deepest truths. As Christ is on the cross, we see that the world is so deeply broken and so lost 
that we crucify our own God. And simultaneously, we see the amazing love that our God has for us. A love that is willing to endure suffering and death. A love that takes on our darkness, our brokenness and our pain. On the cross we see God and we see the lengths that God goes to so that we might have life. This is not a time for discussing the mechanics of salvation or the ways in which a transaction occurred or a bridge was built across a chasm. Our response to Friday isn't to analyse it or to break it down, but to receive the gift of love that is so freely given. Friday is a time for us to reflect on what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. When we do this, and when we take the cross seriously, and allow the significance of Friday to sink in, we can open our hands to receive the joys of resurrection. Dear friends, we are called to respond to God's love by receiving the gift that is given to us in Christ. The gift of love, the gift of life which swallows up evil and death, so that we might live fully and live free. Friends, this Easter weekend, may you be drawn deeper into the mystery of God's love. Amen. God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Therefore we pray to our Heavenly Father for the world and for people everywhere, according to their needs. Let us pray. Loving and faithful God, we pray for a world facing the challenges of a pandemic. And we pray for people as we step into these uncertain times. We pray for the nations of our world and for their leaders. We pray that you would give them wisdom and courage to make the right decisions to guide us through these unprecedented times. We pray that they would look out for the most vulnerable and the poor and the marginalised. Lord, we pray for the Church of God throughout the world as we seek to be faithful to your call in these uncertain times. Help us to be wise as we connect with one another. Help us to be bold in our proclamation of the gospel and help us to be agents and servants of reconciliation. Lord, we pray for individuals as they find themselves staying at home in these times. We pray for those who suffer, those who are deprived and oppressed, those who are in darkness and doubt and despair. 
We pray, O Lord, that in your mercy you would sustain them with the knowledge of your love. And loving God, as we journey through this season, we pray that your spirit would be at work in our hearts and minds, and that you would fix our eyes upon Jesus Christ our Lord, and teach us to trust in his unfailing love for us. Let us join in praying for the coming kingdom using the prayer that our Lord taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
friends, take some time to reflect and to be drawn deeper into the love of God. And this Easter weekend, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.